All right. Happy holidays, everybody. It's good to see you. Well, kind of. I guess you don't see me yet, but... Um, well, here we go. Let's finish this year strong, everybody. Let's do the thing. All right. Look at this. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope you're doing well out there. Um, welcome to the Sandwich Corner, the subset of the Sandwich Show. My name is Dave Medina. You know me as Dave. He's eating a sandwich on, on the on the social media and also on on uh, over on Twitch as well, where we will also be doing a show um, if you're watching this program live tonight. Um, so the Twitch show will happen at about 9.15 Eastern if you're, if you're tuning in with us live. Um, but you also can catch it over... Um, and then this show, it was, as you can t tell, is over here on YouTube. So we're here. Um, we're going to be a short show. We're only going to be here for about an hour and possibly less. Possibly less. There's not a lot to cover. Um, but we're going to have our friend John in Connecticut back with us tonight. So uh, let's bring him on in. Just good to do this thing. Recap the games. There's actually a lot of juice in both colleges and the uh, NFL right now. Like, it's really a lot going on. So... Um, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, wherever you may be, and hope it's safe. I hope you have a good time with loved ones, family, and friends, both. Um, it's nice to be able to, to do this to close things out for the year on the podcast. And I know the podcast has kind of um, been an interesting place, but I'm really excited to see what we're going to do next year. And and uh, there is going to be a lot to talk about with a lot of things, so we'll stay with it. I'm glad to have you here. The numbers on Spotify have actually been really good. I, I'm not, I got to tell you, thank you so much for for all the people who've been tuning in the last couple of weeks. Like that's that's great. Thank you. I get that means a lot. It actually, keeps keeps this keep this entire operation going. So let's say hi to our, our guest tonight, and that's our friend uh, John in Connecticut. Good, what good to have you back, John. How's it going tonight? Keep up, Dave. Yeah, glad to be back. Um, hope you had a good week. It's been interesting sports action with all the bowl games and the NFL and um you know there's NBA college basketball NHL like anything you can really uh basically any sport is going on right now except for like the outdoor ones like, you know <laughs> baseball golf tennis yeah um but yeah I know it's, it's a it's a good time and I hope everyone's uh getting ready for the holidays wherever you celebrate and, you know spending time with family being safe the whole bit so yeah it's a it's a good time of year yeah, thank you, John. I get, and I, I agree. Um, I've had the chance to go see. I've had the chance to go see at least one, one bowl, one football game in person in in the last couple of weeks. It was the L.A. Bowl, which, um, yeah, I mean, oh, nice. yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. It was good. I one of my buddies and I we went to we we just decided let's just go check this out and it's a good time. UCLA did the job. I asked, was uh, I saw on the internet that, um. Like one of the NFL games was going for forty five cents. I think we talked about this. It was the Panthers and Falcons was going for forty five oh, cents on StubHub. Really? And, like you, you couldn't pay me to go to that game, much less pay forty five cents. But what were the um, the ticket scenario like for the LA Bowl? Like how was? It seemed like a decent crowd on TV because it's yeah. pretty funny that the the uh, SoFi Stadium is closer to UCLA's campus than the than the Rose Bowl. True story. So it was like more so a home game for them. Um, it seemed like a decent crowd. I mean, they had they played a pretty good second half. So, what was the overall, I guess, experience like? Yeah, it was a great experience. I, I think 
they did they're very smart in keeping the seating to just the 200 level and below so basically the lower level seats only were being sold so they and uh it was it created a great atmosphere pretty loud the ticket prices were good really good in my case because the school was offering like a special pre essentially a special pre-sale so i jumped in on that it was only oh, like nice. 35 ish dollars for me and the open market had it for like maybe 60 which is still pretty good for a game at SoFi Stadium, I think. And I think Yeah, that's reasonable for a bowl game. I would have I would have paid that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like when I go to the like when I've gone to um UNLV games in Vegas and you get to they play at the Raiders Stadium. So like if it's fifty bucks or seventy five bucks, like I don't mind paying that just to be in that nice stadium. Um, especially like the next day if the Raiders are playing, it doesn't matter who they're playing, it's like over two hundred two hundred fifty dollars for just like a, a cheap ticket is like no i'm not i'm not paying that like yeah i'll pay that if i'm going to like lambo field but i'm not paying that to go see like the raiders play so, <laughs> sorry. well you know that 45 cent game was actually quite a doozy i mean it was what what an upset by uh carolina i mean holy cow they got their oh money's worth <laughs> it's like you can't even put it into words like the falcons were going in for I mean, any points there would have won them the game. Yeah. Because Carolina was not scoring a touchdown. And for some reason, they're passing the ball in the red zone, and Desmond Ritter throws an interception. Um, I'd like to what the five-yard line. And uh, essentially, he might end his career in Atlanta because he got, just got benched again. But improbably, <laughs> Bryce Young and the Panthers go like the entire length of the field after that. And they, they get it so they – get down to like the one yard line with no time left and they kick the game winning field goal to win nine to seven. What a game. What a game. I mean, that's the best way you could say it. Like it was what a game indeed. It was a, part of a wild day in the NFL. Like, I mean, we had just some wacky stuff, actually a wild week. If you go back to the Raider game on Thursday, like I don't think I could have seen the Raiders scoring 63 on anybody this year. My goodness. Like, whoa. I mean, what yeah, you, if, you, if you ask me who 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 is the next team to score like over fifty points, like the Raiders would have been my last guesses. Absolutely, like it's just just crazy to think that they had a legitimate chance to beat the Dolphins' seventy point score. Didn't basically didn't they laid they laid off the dog they called out the dogs in the fourth quarter. Um, amazing. I mean, I mean, amazing for them. Sucks for the Chargers. You know, the the Q word comes into play in a game like that. I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure the Chargers quit during that game. Because honestly, after like the the fifth turnover, whatever, well, the third, let's say the third, I'm pretty sure they felt like it was it was over. Like they didn't even try after that. I think they might have just quit going into the game without Justin Herbert because they knew they had no chance without him. Yeah. And then plus, you throw Staley and just just how horrible a coach he is in the mix. I think just not having Herbert there basically made them just like not even try to begin with. Now, with that being said, I think you have to almost look at the Chargers getting the points against the Bills on Saturday, which is like the ugliest bet ever. But, you know, the the trends say after a team loses by like 30 or 40 points, they're a good bet on the next game, especially when they're they're an underdog. So, and you have the, the, the um, fired coach bump for like the one game. So, they might be competitive in this in this game against Buffalo, especially getting over ten points. Not saying they're going to win, but it could be a competitive matchup. That's an interesting call. That's an interesting call because Buffalo has been playing a lot better lately. You know, it's it's interesting yeah, how they're yeah killed oh. Dallas. I mean, Dallas didn't even show up for that game. Yeah. Talk about teams that quit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a good feeling about the the Bills there. I I think that this is a. Oh, you did too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I mean, they've been more efficient with their offense. I I think they they try to mix in the run more. Like, I think you know, even though no, most of the time when you fire an offensive coordinator, it's just it's just a superfluous move. But this might have actually had some tangible benefits because it looks like they're doing a better job, like moving the ball now. I mean, Josh Allen didn't really even do much. They just kind of ran it right at the Cowboys the entire game, and Dallas couldn't stop them. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Buffalo, they're right in the mix now for the playoffs, but the AFC is pretty crazy. Like, they legit probably have to win all their games left to get in. Like, if they drop one, they're they're in trouble. But the good news is, um, they, they we just talked about it, the Chargers will be like a 10-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Patriots will probably be a 10-point favorite. So it's probably going to come down to that game against Miami at the end of the year so that that'll be that's gonna be half of the game week 17 that's oh, for like the division oh. it's you know yeah buffalo might need it to just even make the playoffs so that, that's gonna be a really interesting game oh one yeah that was absolutely absolutely um and that wasn't the end of the uh that wasn't the that wasn't the end of the craziness we had uh we had well no baltimore beating jacksonville is not that big a deal like i that's actually surprised it was that a runaway game the that went runaway runaway it was but I think people were really hemming and hawing about the call in the end zone where they thought that the receiver caught it, but they won't really ruled him out of bounds. I mean, it was pretty close. I, what did you think of that call? Oh. I mean, it's just so hard. Like, what what is a catch and wasn't it a catch anymore? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you just can't tell at this point. Um, I thought it was a catch. Personally, and even the 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 NFL—I forget his name—the the rules official they had, they bring in the guy on NBC. He's not a complete shill like the guy on ESPN that they bring in every Monday night just to like, oh, the officials did a great job. <laughs> or like uh, Gene Steratore. I know Andy hates him, you know, on uh, on CBS. But yeah. um, the guy on Su- Sunday Night Football on NBC actually says, "Oh, the refs got this one wrong. Like this should have been a, a flag, or this should have been a touchdown, or this is not a foul." Um, and I think that there's evidence there, like his knee was down and he had control of the ball for a second. Like that's a touchdown. Um, you, you just don't even know what it catches anymore. And it goes back to um, another example of this was the Monday night game the week before with the Packers and the Giants. The receiver catches the ball. He has two feet in the end zone. And then the defender knocks the ball away. But like he had possession in his feet down. Like, isn't that a touchdown? Like, it's just it, it, it's just so bizarre. Like, okay, like he doesn't have to survive the ground when he's in the end zone. Like, you caught it, your feet are down, you're over the plane. Like, that's that's a touchdown. Yeah, that's but, good. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's just it's just it's just crazy. Like, and sometimes like you you know things are different when you're looking at them full speed versus you know frame by frame, and it's just like I don't know. They they've completely just butchered like what is a catch versus what is not a catch at this point. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I realize how hard that is to to figure to to see to to watch in real time. But it's like, you know, there are, it's like you said, like there there are contradicting ideas in in play. Right. Like you've seen that rule to touch a lot of times or to, a touchdown many times. Like usually, once you cross a goal line, for example, like when you have the ball, plays dead, it's over. So, um, right, exactly. Like if if you're if you're in the middle of the field and like you're diving for the end zone. And you cross the goal line ball, but then it comes loose. It doesn't matter because you already crossed the plane of the end zone. But yeah. apparently, if you catch it 
you have to like hold on to it for like a millisecond, even if the defender knocks it off. Because yeah, for, for why? I don't know. Like right. to me, even if you're diving forward, like okay, you cross the plane, but you should still have to still have to hold on to the ball for it to be a touchdown, yeah. just like anywhere else in the field. But I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know either. But that's kind of like it's a very consistent. It's a consistently inconsistent trend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, any other like quick hitters from the NFL since we're still on the topic? Um, well, uh, Joe Barry can uh, take the next boss out of Green Bay, and I never want to see him again. <laughs> um, absolutely disgusting, the, the, the way this guy coordinates the defense. Hey, did you, did you hear what Tommy DeVito did last week? He did nothing because he wasn't playing the Packers <laughs> in their soft-ass zone where their defensive backs line up 30 yards down the field. It's like third and four, and you have guys 30 yards. Your safeties are 30 yards back. Your cornerbacks are 10 yards off the ball. Baker Mayfield had the first perfect passer rating um, heading into Lambeau Field in, in opponent history. Wow. Um, just absolutely embarrassing. Like, he, he's going to suck this week, but bet the Jags. That, that's my best bet of the week because anybody will make um, – Joe Barry will make anybody look good. This defense is a complete and utter – disgrace um and I, they have talented players i mean their front is is has some um great edge rushers and they have ta- they have talent all over the field they've spent first round picks over the last i don't know how many years but this guy just is complete garbage but there's only three games left so they're not going to get rid of him now i can only hope they get rid of him at the end of the season like i was so hyped after the kansas city game just all right here we go the schedule is setting up perfectly you got the giants the bucks the panthers Vikings and Bears was the, the remaining schedule. I'm like, all right, well, you can go three and two in those and like still make the playoffs at, um, you know, nine and eight, maybe even four and one in that stretch. Already lost to the Giants, just lost to the Bucks. I guarantee Bryce Young will have his best game of the season this weekend against the Packers <laughs> because everybody does. Um, will Man. that be good enough to win? I don't know because Bryce Young seems like he's pretty terrible. So maybe instead of scoring 10 points, they score 17 this weekend. And God, I hope the Packers can score 20. And that's the one thing that's being wasted. Like, Jordan Love is really coming into his own. You know, the young receivers, they, they're they finally starting to, like, uh, click and understand the offense more. And I've been really impressed um, with them over the past, you know, six or so weeks. And now the defense has completely collapsed. So, um, you know, Green Bay's not out of the playoffs yet. A win here against Carolina, and they'll, they'll be back in the hunt. But it's just like – I almost kind of want them to miss because then they can get this this ass clown off off the uh, organization because he he knows shit like he was the he was the defensive coordinator for the own 16 Detroit Lions like why the fuck are you hiring this guy like he knows nothing like haven't you seen enough of his track record like, like he's he's Matt LaFleur's friend like that's the problem like, you got to be able to not hire your friends and now he can't fire his friend so it's just it's just a mess but that's my uh, rant on on the Packers and their and their just horrific defensive coordinator that I hope is gone very soon. But um, other stuff in the NFL, yeah, I mean these these playoff races are just going to be insane, um, especially in the AFC. Like you have so many teams that are bunched up there. Um, I guess the NFC is a little more. You kind of, I mean, those last two spots or whatever. Like average teams are going to get in for the wild cards, but um, you know the AFC. NFC is pretty top heavy with um, San Fran and uh, Dallas, Philly. I mean, I don't know about Philly now. Like, they've been really struggling. I mean, yeah. that was pretty. I mean, I 
I just shit over uh, Joe Barry. I mean, how about letting Drew Locke go like 90 yards to, to win the game with a game-winning drive? Like that was that was pretty bad out of Philly. Can't disagree with that. Like um, I always think that game was wild, was was rather exciting, but rather unusual at the same time. Like it's definitely a bad look for Philadelphia. I mean, I get the thing about it is though is that Jalen Jalen Hurts was not 100. percent Everybody knew it. Like. He was sick with some kind of illness. We didn't know what it was, but um, but you figured there was going to be a window for for the Seahawks. But to do it in like what was it like two minutes? Like under two minutes? It was under two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they went down. They went blank the field and scored mm. with I don't know thirty seconds left. But then, I, I, like I don't get it sometimes. Like they they have a really good kicker, and they they get to the fifty yard line. You really only need like I don't know ten more yards, fifteen more yards to to try a field goal, like dump it off to your running back. That was wide open. Instead, like they throw deep and he gets picked off and then the game is over. It's just, it's just pretty bad situational football in that spot. Like I get it. You kind of want to get down the field closer, but that's exactly what Seattle is guarding against. They could have gotten an easy 10 to 15 and, you know, given it a shot with the, with their kicker. Um, So that was a pretty bad loss for for the Eagles. Well, lost three in a row now. Um, Yeah. The good news is um, Tommy DeVito is coming to town for Christmas, so that should uh, <laughs> that should cure the Eagles' woes um, defensively, <laughs> at least. Um, I know it's a it's a rivalry, but I, I cannot see the Giants winning. No, I, I mean the Giants had a little little nice little run there. I agree with you. I think yeah, they got to play the Packers defense and Joe Barry. Like I mean, every <laughs> he, like I said, he makes everybody look good. Like DeVito was the player of the week because of. of uh, Packers like I have no idea how like the Packers kind of slow down Patrick Mahomes but I guess I kind of get it like the defense is built to stop explosive plays so you play the same defense against Tommy DeVito that you do against uh Patrick Mahomes and you're more likely to have more success against Mahomes because he's going to try to like take those big you know plays down the field or whatnot while as like kind of lesser quarterbacks are just kind of kind of take what the defense gives you and go like you know five to ten yards at a time but just infuriating um yeah so yeah no the, the eagles should should take care of them um on christmas and, and get get back into the race um yeah yeah i, I mean i'm trying to think of there, if there was anything else that was kind of like noteworthy um the steelers have really fallen apart dave i know you're yeah no, there's no probably... I'm not gonna, yeah i'm not arguing that they they're <laughs> trash like talk about teams that are shit shows at the moment i mean just just brutal like i thought that was a good matchup for them against the colts and they got off to a good start but that was just that was rough yeah it's i don't know i don't really have anything to add to that i mean they just they just when your offense is that bad is tomlin gonna go is tomlin getting like they probably wouldn't like quote fire him like no no i wouldn't see that if if he left like they would say oh they're gonna part ways but i don't think they will i think I think he's he's still going to be there next year. I agree too. Yeah, the personnel is just so uh, it's it's very lackluster at the moment, really. Specifically on yeah. the offense, like it's just not good. Right. Like I I can't see a team that has been with him that long, saying yeah you're done after that. Like it doesn't seem like there's much he could have really done with that that team. And he's actually got he even engineered a couple of great wins. Like he had you know, a couple of nice upset wins. You know, like so. Right. It seems like he gets the most out of like the team every year. Like they're around nine wins every single year, no matter what, no yeah. matter who's playing it. I mean, they usually could still win a couple more games this year. So like, you know how like, you know, the perfect 
time to like bet the Steelers is when they're underdogs and like no one thinks they're going to win. Well, that's pretty much this week's game against yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. Um, like everyone's going to be taking the Bengals, which is, I have to say, like I would, did not expect Jake Browning to be playing this well for them and like still being in the playoff hunt. So kudos to them. Or, you know, obviously they have some talented skill players and the system around him is pretty good, but I just didn't really see that happening. And he, he stepped in and, and played pretty well. So, um, you know, props to the Bengals and, and Jake Browning. Yeah. Uh, Browning's definitely doing a wonderful job in his role and um, a really nice comeback for them against Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure if I even criticize. I mean, yeah, I mean, Minnesota definitely had terrible clock management, so that's why they lost. But still, you got to give the cre- a lot of credit to the Bengals there. Um, all right, that's that's a pretty decent, uh, that's a pretty good uh, recap. I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot else to get into there. So let's get back to college football for a second. And uh, week one recap, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, tell us about all the games that you saw over the last week and a half. Oh, all the bowl games. Oh, man. Um. Very, very, very disappointed in uh, New Mexico State. Like, what was that on Saturday? Like, that was just so bad. You know, we, we talked, we touted them. We talked how this was like, going to be their, you know, bowl game of the year for them. And they were going to be motivated. And they just laid a complete egg against Fresno State. So, you know, I guess that goes to show you, like, anything can happen in, in one game of football. I mean, they destroyed Auburn by 21, yet they're losing to a Fresno team that, was pretty bad towards the end of the year by 27. Um, and I guess their quarterback wasn't like 100% healthy, but still, like, I mean, if he was playing, he was he was healthy enough. So that was really disappointing. Um, trying to think of the other games on Saturday. I, I didn't catch the Celebration Bowl, but apparently that was really good between um, Florida A&M and Howard. But those, those um, that, that, that bowl always seems to have a pretty dramatic finish and, and usually like a big upset. And it almost happened this year again, but um, A&M got the win. Um, the Cure Bowl was just in a complete downpour between App State and Miami, Ohio. It was like there's like 13 fumbles between the two teams. It was crazy. I don't know how there was like there wasn't more points because no one you know no one could hold on to the ball there. Um, so that was it was, it was as entertaining as like that <clears throat> that score of a game could be. Um, we mentioned the LA Bowl already, but by the was um, it was like hosted by Gronk. Like, what was his activity at the stadium? That, that's what I wanted to ask you. There before. was quite a bit. It was quite. A, it's more than you might think. Like, first he there was a lot of conversation about him participating in the in the anthem, and some people were outraged about by, about it. But he was part of a group. To be fair, it's just that his voice was not on the same level as everybody around. Right. <laughs> So there's that. Um, one of the interesting quirks of the game was that every time there was a kickoff, there would be a dog whose name was Blitz. I don't know if Gronk had anything to do with this, but they would throw like a like a ball onto the field after a kickoff, and this big dog would just like run out and get the ball, and then they'd get the ball back, and everybody got a kick out of it. But um, so there's that, and Gronk was participating a lot. Like there's like between during commercials, like Gronk would be like having whipped cream shots with people in the stands and there would be like challenges <laughs> to see if you could beat Gronk and naming like p- number of toppings on the pizza. Um, there are like several of these challenges and, and everybody like they would pick some random Mongo from the audience to do it. And so the random Mongo was winning 
hands down, like every time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Croc isn't as smart as I thought. But <laughs> so. Oh man, you wish you had gotten picked then, like for these people winning like gift cards and stuff. Yeah, isn't, for isn't, sure. There was another. There was another sponsor to it. I guess they like sell alcohol products. It's like Starco brand or something. I never heard of them, so I guess that kind of adds up with they were doing like Jello shots with whipped cream or something in the during mm-hmm. the, the the commercial breaks. Yeah, it it was fun, and and there was even one scenario where they had like uh, show us your like fl- show us your fl- like try show us your muscles or flex like show your show us your flex. At the end of the segment, like they had Gronk flexing, and he was like next to some mascots, and they were just kind of like duking it out with each other. Like that that was a it was it, I had a good time with it. I don't. I can't. I've never been to the Kimball version of the bowl, so I I can't. I don't know if it was better than that or not. But I had a good time with Gronk, and if he were to do it again, I think it'd be a good time. Yeah, he probably made made a lot. Like I don't see Jimmy Kimmel doing those kind of activities in the middle of the game. Like you know, he probably would do like some comedy sketch or or whatever. Like he, I don't think he would like do that. Um, Gronk seems like he would basically almost do anything. Yeah. <laughs> to like put on a show essentially, uh, but that's good. I, I, I can imagine, like, I mean, the bowl game is essentially an exhibition game, so I'm glad that they had, like, stuff like that to keep people kind of engaged in addition to what was going on with the with the game. But, mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah, I, th- you know, that was a good comeback from UCLA. Like, they really – although what kind of helped them is that um, Garbers came into play in the second half. I don't know if it was, like – Injury. Uh, the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Yeah, oh, so it wasn't yeah. injury. Okay, yeah. so that wasn't a coach's decision. Right, yeah. So what happened was, um, who are the? I mean, I don't. I forget. I keep forgetting the name of the other guy. Um, but uh, uh, Colin Schley is the Schley. Okay, the I think yeah, guy. that's right. That's right. Okay, so Schley was running with the ball a lot. So they would do these little like rollouts, and then he would like try to run into the seam for a first to to get the first down. And then he had a play where he was just so wide open. He was running towards the end zone. He would have made it if he didn't run out of gas. He literally just stopped and he just gave up. Almost like he just gave. He just lost steam and then like ran out of gas. I don't know what the injury was. Maybe he tweaked something, but he didn't. You know, obviously he was short by two yards and he was on the ground for a little bit, but he did get get up on his own power. So it's probably not that serious, but it was serious enough to keep him out of the game. Right. It's just an exhibition. Like you're not going to, you know, risk any more injury, but that ended up working out well for UCLA because Harbors had some really nice deep passes in that, in that second half, like just shredding the Boise secondary. So that's exactly what they needed uh, to win that game. So, yeah. um, I have, I mean, I had a bet on UCLA, but unfortunately I had a bet on the under two because I didn't think, you know, either offense would do much, but that certainly uh, <laughs> boiled that idea. Once he came in in the second half, it was yeah. looking pretty good for a while. But, yeah, that was a – we've seen teams like not show up and like UCLA kind of looked like that for a little bit, but it was good to see them kind of come back and, and win that. But – um, the other game on Saturday that was really uh, entertaining was the New Orleans Bowl with Jacksonville State and um, Louisiana. Like, it really never should have gotten to overtime. Louisiana had, like, three defensive touchdowns. So, number one, like, that should have never happened. Like, Jack State was just dominating them in terms of yardage and whatnot. But, you know, that's what happens when you turn the ball over and it goes for touchdowns. But they were still able to get the win in overtime. So, that was um, that was a really exciting game. Um, the other games on Saturday weren't terribly exciting. The ones I haven't mentioned, the Georgia Southern Troy, Georgia Southern did not show up. That was another team that just like kind of quit on the game. Yeah. Um, Clay Helton coach, not surprising. So I'm, we, I'm telling you, yep, right, right. <laughs> I mean, 
We will make a mental note of that going forward. <laughs> still coach at Georgia Southern. I mean, I had Ohio because, like the if you if you were following the line movement on the spread, like Ohio had like literally no nobody left in terms of like starters on offense. Yet the spread was moving minus three and a half for Georgia Southern to minus like one and a half by kickoff. So it's like okay, someone knows something here that's going on. Yeah. So I just kind of kind of followed that. Um, and then Cal Texas Tech was just kind of. Eh. No real need to recap that. Cal got off the hot start and then just just couldn't sustain it. Um, so a win for the for the Big Twelve. But mm-hmm. um, the the I want to say maybe the most interesting, but like the most bizarre game happened on Monday with uh, the famous Toastry Bowl. They were throwing up toast at the end of the game. Um, this is crazy now because then I'll, I'll mention that game in a second. But last night they dumped coffee on the coach because it was the it was the scooters coffee. I hope it wasn't too cold, oh, too hot though. <laughs> yeah. I think it was probably. I'm hoping it was like cold brew ice. Coffee yeah. Because, <laughs> how could you, like, why, why would they have like a Gatorade uh, bucket full of hot coffee on the <laughs> sideline? Like, that doesn't seem pretty good. Nope. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've never heard of that chain before. That must be like a Western thing. Do you have Scooter's Coffee in California? No, I, I thought it was a Southern thing. I've never heard of it. Okay. Oh, Scooter's Coffee. Oh, no, no, sorry. I thought you were talking about Famous Toastery. Um, oh, no. To- Famous Toastery is definitely a Southern, like, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Um, bagel, bread shop, whatever. But what I about might, Scooter's Coffee? I might have seen a Scooter's Coffee once or twice. I'm not sure exactly where. Um, probably not in LA, though, but, but definitely in the West somewhere. Yeah. All right, I'll have to look them up. But if, if they got money to sponsor a bowl game, clearly they're around. Although, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't take much. Maybe we could have the uh, the sandwich show. <laughs> sandwich show bowl. The sandwich show bowl sandwich next bowl. year. I, mean, I don't know. We're going to be wondering what the hell that is. And we're like, well, why yeah, did I tell you? Like, yeah, we, can, we, can, we can have all... All of us like doing interviews at halftime, or you know, I don't know, during the during the segments like Gronk. We should get um, we should get Andy out there for that. Like Andy, oh like... my god, that'd be hilarious. Like he could, he could just like rant on the coach, like what the fuck are you doing calling that? Fuck? Like he could just it would be hilarious to have him like rant as the game's going on. So um, good. The, the, yeah, yeah, that'd be. I mean, honestly, how much could it take to sponsor some of these bowl games? I'm sure it's not much, much yeah. money. Like. But anyway, as for the game itself, on uh, Monday with the the famous Toastry Bowl, um, I had Old Dominion, and that was just absolutely disgraceful. Uh, they go up twenty eight to nothing, literally almost instantly, like by the end of the second, beginning of the second quarter, and almost do nothing from there to the end of the game. Western Kentucky, uh, Helton's kid actually was playing. And he was so bad, they benched him, like, almost instantly. I don't think he was hurt. I think they just benched him because he was, like, fumbling. The offense was going nowhere. They put the backup in, and Western Kentucky had this huge comeback. Um, You know, and he gets to the end of the game, and it's fourth and goal on the 15-yard line. And there's a guy literally wide open. Like, it's it's as if Joe Barry went from the Green Bay Packers to the Old Dominion um, the coaching staff for that one play because like you could not have been more wide open on a play where why aren't your guys just covering the goal line like spread across but in any event um you know it goes into overtime old dominion gets the ball first and you're thinking all right we still got a chance here for you know laying four points with the spread because if they can score a touchdown first and get a stop we're, we're good quarterback Breaks a big run down to the one yard line, and you're thinking, "All right, this is great. Like we're gonna get a touchdown here." Stuffed three times on the one, 
going forward on fourth down, false start. And of course, uh, the kick is blocked, the field goal, <laughs> and Western Kentucky. Uh, that hurts. You know, they don't have to do much. They just kick a field goal and they win the game. And one of the most disgraceful performances and collapses you'll ever see yeah. in a bowl yeah. game. Like that was just, you know, they're on, they're on the shit list going for Old Dominion and that coach. I mean, I told, I said it before the game a week ago. I'm like, I didn't know enough about this game at all. I had no, I knew very, <laughs> I would know almost nothing about these two teams. The only thing I knew was that Western Kentucky was really horrible defensively, and they, that yeah. definitely bore itself out. So that played out. Did you did you wager on the over on this one? That would have been the play. I think I did, or maybe what I did was I had the under initially, and then I I remember I was talking about that on Monday. Like I was like I wasn't sure what to do with that, and I think I did take the over. I have to go back and look, but. If I didn't do that, what I did was I I, I live bet at some point because I'm like this right. is they're not gonna stop these guys. Like, well, you know what? Like Western Kentucky, probably I should have probably like just it's really not even a hedge at that point. If you're laying four with one side and then you like take plus twenty eight and a half, like you're not really hedging. <laughs> you're just you're trying to just because because you could probably see that Western Kentucky yeah. was gonna make a little bit of a comeback, but I never thought they were gonna come back to to like win. But that was just you know, you know crazy. I, it's, here's what it is. Yeah. I I don't think Old Dominion knew what to do with the lead. Because they, they, they yes. were talking about how they were in all these close games all year and how they had to yep. come back in all of them. That was very unfamiliar territory for them. And right. I was bothered by the way they were playing. Like, they're just, I'm just going to run, run, run. I'm not going to do anything. Right. It's but... like they couldn't execute their offense with such a big lead. Like, they didn't know what to do, which, yeah. which you know, honestly, it does make sense. But you just can't you just can't lose that game on no, 28 no. to nothing. That's no. just, you know, you know, obviously we lost – or I did. I lost some bad, but it was an entertaining finish, and that's kind of what you want to see with a bowl game. Like you don't want to see, you know, fifty-five to nothing or what, whatever that was last year with LSU and Purdue. It was like it, it was like the worst bowl game I've ever seen. It was <laughs> you look, look that up. It was like it might have been sixty-three to seven or something. It was that was just so bad. You never want to see that in a bowl nah, game. So right. I'm glad that you know as as bad as it was to watch that, it was pretty competitive. Yep. Um, and then last night was like a perfect example of. You can't, you honestly you really shouldn't make any bets on your bowl games until literally half an hour before. Unlike you know you know usually during the season you can get some like good closing line value um, before spreads move or whatnot. But last night UTSA was like minus ten, minus twelve you know, for a while, um, and then you start seeing reports trickle out that Frank Harris isn't going to play. And this is like a couple hours before game time in the the number like crashes all the way down to I think it was UTSA minus seven sure enough he doesn't start and then they get behind 14 nothing because their quarterback um it was actually pretty crazy both quarterbacks were sons of former NFL quarterbacks it just made you feel super old oh I know I know you had Owen McCown for UTSA and then you had uh Cole Pennington for Marshall and I'm just like, oh my god! Like I am so old watching this game because <laughs> I vividly remember, like you know, just kind of sometimes like, ah, eh, I don't remember that guy playing football. Like I vividly remember both of their dads obviously Definitely. playing football. So, um, but um, yeah. So UCSA got behind. They they come back and they finally got things clicking with their offense and they they really got it going and they they ended up winning no problem. But um, if you if you bet UTSA like minus twelve or something, like, you're really sweating that out in the you know. Once you see all that line movement or whatnot, I got I got a good break on the under over crash like six or seven points. It went from fifty three to forty six, and I jumped in on the over forty six. I'm like, oh well, 
you know, I think I still think there'll be a decent amount of points here. And it ended up the over ended up hitting hitting pretty easily. So, yep. but it's just it's just another example that if you're betting bowl games, like maybe wait just a little bit longer than, um, yeah, you know, then like, like right when the lines come out, like you know, you usually really don't know who's gonna like just opt out right before the game. You're right. I I um I thought that the line movement on this game was absolutely bananas. Like I. The thing about it is the public really wanted that under. Like you could see the numbers, the percentages. Yeah. There were huge amounts of money going on the under, and I couldn't, I didn't understand it. I'm like, UTSA was a pretty solid offense all year, and I was like, even if you know, like I was just like, what? Like I had to stand my ground. It was hard to do. Like, um, okay, so you were on. You bet you had a bet on the over too. Did I did. I did. Did you get it as low as I did with the 46? No. Here's here's where it gets crazy. So when I bought the over. I had the over at 51 and a half. I was sweating it towards the end of that, of that game because it looked great yeah. in the beginning. But then it was really starting to slow down in the second half. And I was like, oh, no. Um, so. And then thankfully, the, the quarterback. So Pennington got hurt for a couple plays. And then the backup is literally his first pass was like, right in the hand like the the utsa defender essentially was running the route and he, he picked it off and almost ran it in for a pick six and i think that was they scored on the next play so yeah so you got your over on that yeah thank goodness for that you know but but it just goes to show you that the public and i said i knew this go i remembered this last year do not look at the public numbers they mean nothing like you got a lot of people who are not paying attention to sport betting on these games right um and so yeah, you're 100% right. Like the, the true DGENs are the ones that you that are following. Like, you know, if Frank Harris is on the sideline practice or like warming up or yeah. whatever, like, yeah, like the just the, the, um, you know, the casual fans, they're not, they're not looking up that information and, and trying to lock in their bets. Not, not at all. So yeah, the, the percentages are, are, they're definitely skewed this time of year. One thing to look at is if you look at the, like on the ESPN Bowl Mania, you can see like the percentages of teams that are picked. Like that's a good kind of guide sometimes to see where like where the public is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But compare it against the money line, and right. that actually has been helpful for me in some cases. Um, that's why I did pick Old Dominion to win the win the game in the Bowl Mania, which that that sucks because it's like. <laughs> We could have had it like that's like a twenty point swing for some of us, you know. Like, man. Oh yeah, I, I didn't have it that high. I had it at that, um, I want to say seventeen. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a major pick, but mm-hmm. you know, it just still sucks losing a game like that when you're up twenty eight nothing. Yeah. Um, I in fact I haven't done any pick higher than twenty three so far. I've been so like afraid with some of these games. It's, it's they're so unpredictable. I was all ready to go like forty on UTSA last night, but. Then the news about Frank Harris came out, and I'm like, no, I, I can't. I cannot put 40 points on the back of quarterback. And, you know, I, I could have, you know, in hindsight, like, yeah, I should have kept it. But, like, you you just you just can't do it. So, and I know the next two nights are not going 40 points with uh, US, USF Syracuse no. and then uh, UCF Georgia Tech. Like, those could go either way. So, I guess I'm yeah. holding off until Saturday for my first uh, big, you know, point value of the, the bowl season i i think you're doing this is a brilliant strategy my strategy if you i know i don't know if you picked up on it yet but my strategy is not much different i also have not put anywhere near 40 points in any game so far and i'll tell you what there are two specific games where i'm really happy i didn't do that um last night's game was one of them i'm like wow because they fell behind what didn't you just say fall behind by 10 plus like in the first uh, 14 nothing in the first quarter yeah 
yeah, I'm like, that got nervous for, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure. So Yeah, one of my buddies had it 43, and I'm like, oh, man, this, this is not, <laughs> not looking too good for him. It's like, at that point, you kind of almost want, like, if so many people have it at a high level, yeah, who cares if you're at, like, number 20? Like, you're going to gain points if, if, that, if that ends up losing. So sometimes you can kind of see whatever, where everybody's at, and you're almost rooting against your own pick, but it, it'll help you long term. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, that's how, it, that's how it played out. But, yeah, I'm definitely not going 40 on the next – a couple games at Ugh. all like yeah yeah usf syracuse like Ugh. Ugh. i don't even know who i mean i, I, I still don't I have kind of lean usf but okay, I don't okay. Know. it's just it's tough i mean leg- i watched usf uh play uconn uconn should have beaten them without a problem but then you know, uconn did their typical just choke in the fourth quarter but uconn should have beaten them but at the same time like i don't think syracuse is very good at all yeah. Um, they really fell apart down the stretch with like injuries and depth issues and now their quarterback's not playing. Um, I will say their new coach is really, really recruiting well. This guy from Georgia, Fran Brown. I don't mm-hmm. know how they hired this guy. He has connections to Syracuse, but he was on the Georgia staff recently. Um, so he's bringing like that SEC like recruiting mentality to Syracuse. He got um, uh, Kyle McCord from, in the transfer portal from Ohio State. It's pretty big. So they're like recruiting big time so we'll see if that translates to anything next year it could be a kind of a sleeper team but the current team like i don't think they're they're very good so this is yeah. like a toss-up game for me well i'll tell you what the other thing you know going back to the thing about don't judge what the public thinks of a game well you're surprised that the over was 57 i'm like for those two teams like for usf it's syracuse it's i'm gonna double check that i'm gonna confirm that but that's what I saw. It was it was yeah. it was a lot. I mean, I guess there could be like a lot of the kind of explosive plays, but I don't I know. I would where, say under. I would say under I would feel pretty good about it. If too. it's fifty seven, I would say under. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It it was I, I think it's down to fifty six now, but it's fifty seven. Okay. I, I mean, crazy. I still kind of feel good about under. Yeah, I mean, this is remember we talked about the South Florida Alabama game. It was three three at halftime. And that's right. The game that never happened. Right. And and then and then Syracuse had a game against Boston College where they could not score. They could not score in that game at all. They lost out. I think they lost them yeah. outright. Yeah, and I think they're pretty run based too. So like the clock is gonna be running most of the game. Yeah. Um that's tough. However, the game that is gonna go over Georgia Tech UCF. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I think it's like in the sixties, but yeah, you yeah. gotta bet the over. Absolutely. There's, there's not gonna be much defense played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love these. I love these. Um, here's a tough one: Arkansas State, Northern Illinois. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it last week. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. On one hand, you have the Mac, which isn't very good, but on the other hand, you have Butch Jones, so it's just like uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, do you really feel confident backing Butch Jones now as like a three-point favorite? I don't. Oh. I mean, yeah. If, you know, if you, I, I hate to play like the conference game, like matching up conferences, but we had a Sun Belt Mac Bowl game already. It was um, Ohio Georgia Ohio. Southern, yeah. and Ohio just rinsed them. So um, I know Arkansas State was a different team once they changed quarterbacks in the middle of the year, but I still don't trust them at all. That's fair. I mean, I sh- I need to go back and look at Northern Illinois' record, but yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Saturday's going to be a good day. Like, you have seven bowls on yeah. Saturday. Yep. Yes, you have the seven bowls. You have the two NFL games. <clears throat> and then you have, um, I want to say, like, 20 college basketball games. So, yeah, it's going to be a it's gonna be a pretty good day. Yeah. I know um, 
Uh, UConn's playing St. John's, and I know Florida Atlantic is playing Arizona. So some good matchups all all around. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun day. I'm gonna be a Florida Atlantic Mongo this year. They're fun. They're fun. They they've been yep. they've been legit so far. So far, I mean, really good team. Because they had a lot of their their guys back from the the final from the uh, tournament run they had last year. So yeah, pretty much every I think they just lost one player. Everybody yeah. else is returned. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, by the way, just Alabama Arizona tonight. Hunters over under is one seventy six. Where you, where would you lean? <laughs> where would you lean on that? You got to take over. I would take the over. <laughs> I would take the over too. I would take it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's huge, yeah. but you got to take the over. Yeah. I, I kind of think Alabama with the points might be enticing too. I think it was like eight points I saw or seven. Something like that. That sounds good. I mean, if yeah. Bama shoots those threes, I mean, they can hang in with anybody. Yeah. Um, you saw it with, against Purdue when they when they played. I know it kind of trailed off to the end, but I feel like they can they can hang around in this one. Yeah, I, I made a huge mistake with my card last week in your pool. I'm like on two fronts. I didn't do my homework. You should never take. You should never lay that many. You should never lay like a touchdown. On a team in in a, in, a, in 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 Indiana or really anywhere where there's a big right. home atmosphere, that was a dumb bet. I mean, Kansas won; they won the game. Good good for them on that. But yeah, that's just not a good bet. Like I and then you look up the history and then like, oh my god, like this is I'm like I knew I was gonna lose. Like I just knew I was gonna lose that bet. Like that no chance. <laughs> Indiana went up by what like 14, 17. It was a great game, but you know, still like just ridiculous and then the other one was arizona i had the audacity to think that purdue was arizona so i put the under in that 157 over under 157 i put the under in that i think it was i think it was that was over halftime i think, <laughs> uh. yeah, I think pretty sure of that pretty sure of that you really got just pretty screwed though on um of all games <laughs> the tennessee nc state game oh, so i think that's yeah. a lesson to, you, to never do anything with rick barnes ever again um Oh, yeah. Because I because they they didn't te- well they I think you you had NC State right so I Tennessee did. covered by like a half a point and also the un- over under loss by like a half a point so it was just crazy how that <sighs> fell like it was just so tight but I think if you bet like around the game time mm-hmm. NC State I think covered because it was like around ten but for our our contest it was only eight and a half wow so I was on the right side of that crazy. basically. Just didn't work out. Pretty much, yeah. Just yeah. A, little, a little bit of alignment there really hurt you. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give up on that. Especially if you get another game where North NC State's at home, I would totally take that again. Like, or, or if they were at well, home. Well, see, there was a, new, there was a neutral site. There's a side game, game right? Like, yeah, why, yeah. yeah. Why are Tennessee and NC State playing in San Antonio, Texas? Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. But oh, that's what knows? I was going to I forgot to mention that. Um, That's why I didn't. That's why I took Kansas. I thought it was a neutral. I I just thought in my head it was a neutral site game. I'm like, oh god, this is being played at Assembly Hall, like like a week and a half after Bob Knight died. I'm like, this is dumb, 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 dumb. Like just <laughs> so yeah, those home crowds definitely like the home dogs now. Like that's yeah. they're gonna be barking. Yeah, um, you yeah. saw with Michigan State against Baylor. Like, right. That was, a, that wow, was on Baylor sure. too. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> that was so you just go again. Like you can never bet against home field at home court. It's a real thing in college basketball. Like it's especially you know, in the Big Ten. Like those teams suck, but at home they're like they're pretty good at home. Like, yeah, they'll suck in the tournament, but at home, like they got some some decent home courts. Yeah, you go down the line. I mean, Purdue, like unstoppable at home. Yep. Iowa, maybe not Iowa yep. this year, but well, no, Iowa they can score points at home. I, I would I would throw that in there, but yeah, you're right. Like Purdue, Michigan State, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wisconsin, Indiana, like I would say like those five have a pretty good, pretty good home, home court advantage. Yeah, definitely. And then like maybe not as much like with like Ohio State, Michigan, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Rutgers has a really good home court. Oh, you can't beat them at the rack. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good call. Um, so a lot of that going on. Um, yeah, and then and one more thing with the Kansas. I think that was Kansas' first true road game too. Like, it just if I did any amount of prep research on this game, I would I would probably pivoted on that. But it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you gotta get, just get the picks in, and it's like, all right, well, that kind of looks good. Sure, why not? So I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, definitely will do a better job next time though, for sure. Because I'm, I'm looking, I'll be looking at these a little more carefully next time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah so looking ahead uh, as far as the football is concerned. We talked about, um, are you standing by your Eastern Michigan spread pick? Because uh, that seems like a solid call versus South uh, Alabama. Man, it's it's so tough because I, I yeah. see like they're missing a bunch of play- Like of all teams, like Eastern Michigan has players like not opting out or transferring. Like it just doesn't make much sense to it's me. to be alive. Um, but, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Like, uh, they're really good as a dog, but yeah. they're so bad too. Like yeah. I'm fairly confident in in South Alabama for like bowl mania, but I don't know if I can lay that many points in a bowl game. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. So even has... if it's like twenty four to ten, like they still cover. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, I uh, and then the over under is just as much of a coin flip because like I couldn't say, I couldn't tell you. Like, I I don't know, but but you're right. I, I mean, South Alabama. I'm pretty sure they'll win, but. We'll see. Yeah, that's probably one of my bigger ones on yeah. Saturday for like the point value, and then the Hawaii Bowl with um, yeah. Coastal and San Jose. That's like that's gonna be a fun way yeah, to fun end one. the night. Yep. See, like, I don't get it. Like, I I know the NFL's on Sunday. Like, okay, it's Christmas Eve. Like, let the NFL have their one o'clock and four o'clock. I have no problem with that. Like, they they got to do what they got to do. It's a Sunday. Look, like they're playing. But why does the NFL have to go on on? Christmas Eve night, like that's the Hawaii Bowl. Like that, that is what it's there for every year to watch. Even if, even if the NFL game is on, like, would you rather watch the Broncos and the Patriots or the Hawaii Bowl between San Jose and Coastal Carolina? Like, I know my answer. Like, that Broncos Patriots game, like that, that'll put people to sleep. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be brutal. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like that game should be. Uh, Sunday night for the yeah, for the Hawaii. Yeah. Said it's it's late Saturday night. I, I I think the NFL. I mean I don't know what the TV ratings are going to be for all these games. Like I'm assuming the NFL will get bigger ratings anyway. But it's just like, that game's on NFL Network too. It's not even like a national game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. Like it's not even like on CBS or anything. So it's like right. It's this is just one of those things that they're just trying to do it because they think they can. And it's like, right. listen, like I I think. At some point, you're gonna have to understand that there are other sports. Like you are not the only sport in America. Like you, you can, and I, I think if that really was the choice, I'm not gonna watch the Broncos. No way. Like I, I had no problem missing the Broncos game last week either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more so the Patriots too. Like at least the yeah. Broncos are kind of interesting. Like the Patriots are just complete bore of a team. They have yeah. nothing going for them. Although I will say I'll take them plus seven against the Broncos. Who are the Broncos to be laying seven points? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. With, a, that's with fair. a total of the totals thirty four. Like, come on, that, that <laughs> it's going to be like sixteen to ten. I'll take yeah. I'll take the pass with the points, even though you know it's going to be it's going to be an ugly game. I was genuinely but, surprised the Broncos got trashed like they did, though. I thought they would keep it close. Um, 
Maybe they were doing that. I don't know. I think they've been kind of skating by on like, you know, bullshit luck for the last month. And, mm-hmm. you know, not saying the lines are great, but at, at home, the lines are, their, their offense is pretty explosive at home. So at least they they got that going. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one more. Then I, we'll... I think... Oh, sorry. Uh, you were saying? I was just saying, I didn't think Denver would, would, would keep up in that scenario okay. in the dome environment. Uh, and before we get to your last thing, you know, just I'll mention before, you know, you said the NFL will like basically do anything and it's just going to fly. You saw that they awarded a game to Brazil next year. So just another international country where we're going to be playing um, football. And there are reports that they could play at week one and that they might play it like on a Friday or a Saturday, or they could do a Thursday doubleheader to start the year. So who the hell knows? So just more intrigued, you know, what's going to happen with this Brazil game. I think the more you dilute the product like that, the more it's going to it's going to it's going to hurt long term. I I think right. It's like you can only put so many teams in a national window because there's not that many great teams in yeah. the NFL. Like there's what six, seven teams that can realistically win the Super Bowl. So if they aren't playing, like it's not going to be a an amazing matchup. Like this week, you have I believe what seven or eight standalone games because of the way they they segmented it out. And like yeah, like we're gonna watch it because it's football and whatever. But it's like you just there's just a lot of like kind of average middling teams yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, this is a really bad year to be doing this kind of schedule. Like it's there really yeah. aren't that many good great teams at all. And even the Eagles aren't don't even look that great anymore. Like uh I have been I, right. I did kind of call that though. I I mean, I mean we didn't get into it on here, but in Discord and, and socials I was getting into it in text too like I'm I didn't think the Eagles were I will all say that. they finally they did have a great game though for Monday night, Christmas night. Ravens and 49ers. That's going to be a great game. That is going to be great. Good point. Good call on that. Um, people are, you know, like, I love that the Niners have turned it around. And, and interestingly enough, they're, they're, that all started with a game against the Eagles. And since then, they have been rolling. And um, I think that's a team that you can definitely buy into. John, I, I'll just, I, I did, like, we'll get into the Bills next week or whenever we do the next podcast. Because I think the Bills could make, a, like, I think the Bills are going to make that run. And if they get in, I would give them just as much of a shot as anybody else to win, go to the Super Bowl. I, I think they have a rush. Right, they're dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the armed forces bill I want to bring up because James Madison was a huge topic this year. And they are favored slightly over Air Force. Um, quite an interesting scenario. Now, I, it's a tough call because you, you think about the home field advantage, but we just talked about New Mexico. That didn't do anything for them. So... I don't know. How to, I don't know how to. How would you play that? That's a. I'm thinking Air Force. Okay. The more I thought about it, because you know a service academy is there's going to be no opt outs. Like they're going to be there motivated to play the game. Like that's check. You know. You know. You have your check of like what you're worried about in a bowl game. Like that. There's no concern with that. Um, and I I feel like James Madison. They just lost their coach to Indiana, so that's going to play a factor too. Um. I, I have to see if they have any other opt-outs or guys in the transfer portal. I feel like their quarterback, McLeod, is not playing. I could be wrong about that, but I, ha- I will double-check on that. Okay. Um, but, you know, the way the way that James Madison plays is their amazing, like, run defense, which is obviously, you know, Air Force is going to run the option. But if they have, like, linebackers and defensive linemen that aren't playing, like, that could really open things up. Um, for for Air Force, I, I I just I would lean I'm, I'm gonna lean Air Force in this matchup. But again, pending like I need to do a little more research on 
who's in and who's out. But just I think just on the motivation angle alone, I think I think Air Force is, is the way way to, to to go in this one. I think that yeah, I, I like where you're coming from on this. Like it's definitely a, a decent it's a decent it's a decent strategy or a decent uh, angle that you're going with there. Um, I won't waste. Plus, they lost four. They lost uh, four games to end of the year. Like they're going to be even more motivated to come out and, and end their season on a yeah on a good note. Um, and I know James Madison's their first bowl game, but like I feel like their their conference games were more important to them, like than this game would be, even though it is their first one in school history. Because they were remember they were like they were petitioning to try to get the NCAA to get them into a waiver to play for the Sun Belt Championship and. Who knows? Maybe they could have been in like the New Year Six Bowl, and like here, now here they are, like in the Armed Forces Bowl without their coach. Like, I don't know. I feel like Air Force is the more um, motivated side here. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see it going the other way too, but I think that makes I think your 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 angle makes a lot of sense here too. So we'll see how it goes. It does seem like an under would be the way to go, just knowing Air Force's you know interest in running yes. the ball and yeah. So you figure there'll be limited possessions. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the under as well. I, I don't even know what it is. My guess would be like 44. Let's go see. If, uh, I, had to, if I had to set a total. See, if, I know see. I was pretty good on this last Yeah, week I was going to say, we, you, you, you nailed it last exercise. week. <laughs> Let's go see. Let's see. We can have here 41 and a half. Wow, there you go. That's beautiful. You, wow. Even a little bit lower than I thought. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's close. I would still probably lean under. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, two defense, two like pretty good run defenses. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, and you know the way Air Force like bleeds the clock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's solid. I, I I feel that way. I lean the same way. Um, most of these games, I will lean over. You know, like I, I I really feel like you have to have specific kinds of styles of teams or specific right. teams. You have to know a specific amount of detail about a team. So the other game where I think it would be under Utah Northwestern. Under forty one. Oh and a half. god, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's just what, what was the number again? Forty one and same number. Same number, yeah. Forty one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't see Northwestern doing much on offense in that game. At all. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, well maybe we'll look ahead in this another time. Well look, but we look at a little bit more, because we won't be back till the new year. Bowling Green, Minnesota, the over under is thirty nine and a half. And oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's a disgusting game. Yeah. That is so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't disagree on that. Um, but I say under for that. I would say under too. Under for that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Bowling Green is going to score much on Minnesota, and Minnesota's offense is inept to begin with. So, yeah. Uh, Texas State Rice. I don't know anything about this game. About this. <laughs> Yeah, we, we established that in the last one. You're yeah. Like, this is going to be like one of the lowest picks for you. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Um, but I'd probably say over. Yeah. Based, based on the little amount I know of these two, I would say over. I feel like you got a decent pl- chance with it over. The over-under is 59. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would yeah. say over. Yeah. Um, now, can you tell can, – would you mind sharing like what you know about the Kansas quarterback situation? Because – if the good one, if I know that they can win with any of them, but like, what's the latest there? I honestly don't know. I feel like Jason Bean is still going to, I don't think D- Jalen Daniels is going to play. Okay. I don't think he's playing because he hasn't played and I don't see why you would play for this, but um, I'm pretty sure Bean, who's been playing is still going to play. The bigger issue is their offensive coordinator um, took the same job at Penn state. So he's not going to be there. So oh. is the offense going to be different? 
I, don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he has an assistant that can kind of run the plays, but that's the one thing that I might okay. worry about a little bit. But on paper, like it, this game screams over. Okay. UNLV in Kansas. I agree, and the over under sixty four and a half. Um, yeah. I I love that call, and UNLV just does nothing on defense. Like I I love that. No, nothing. Yeah. And so. neither does Kansas, really, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Over. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. So. That's probably we can just we can just cut it off there. Um, we were gonna talk about some lib, but we're kind of we're close to time. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, you there really it. isn't that much to say. I mean, it's just like I mean, I would like to get um our friend Mike's more detailed legal analysis. Yeah. At this point, so we'll 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 save the bulk of the conversation for when he's around. But you know, they, the nothing's progressed in terms of the merger. Um, apparently, it was just kind of like all just BS, like just legally, he's just like yeah, we're kind of you know, agreeing to maybe negotiate that kind of thing. It wasn't like an actual agreement. Um, and Liv is still plucking players. So if you want to watch John Brown this year, you've got to tune into the CW, um, which is just kind of sad, <laughs> honestly. Like, it's just diluting the PGA Tour more. Liv has no, like, um, like uh, well, they do have a TV contract, but it's, it's not, you know, no one's – Running on turning, you know, running in from their barbecue to watch live golf. Um, like it's, it's hard. It's hard to find, and like they they shut it off for like reruns of like their, you know their their comedy series. <laughs> like at, when there's at the end of the the time period, it's just it's a joke. Like yeah. live golf contract, another thing. The TV contract is a joke, but it's just it's just diluting both tours, and there's no visibility for that tour. It's just, it's not, it's sad for the game of golf. So I, I know as bad as like, you know, you don't want to work with the Saudis really, but at the same time, it's like, all right, we need to get golf back into where like all the best players are playing most of the weeks and not just like the four majors because the majors are going to be great, but just the rest of the year, it's just kind of like eh, at this point, it's, it's not looking, not looking great, but we'll see. I and mean, the season starts in two weeks, um, the tournament in Hawaii, well, for the PGA tour anyway. So definitely looking forward to, to golf season starting. So I can't I can't wait for that. But you know, at the same time, it's just kind of bittersweet with the with the live situation. Yeah, I, I I appreciate your thoughts on on that situation. I mean, it's I'm pretty sad too. Like we I think it got into it the last time we talked about golf a few months ago, and it's like uh, you said it great on the tax to, with with us. Like you said, it just decreases my interest in either league, and I feel right. the same. Like I'm just like okay, well. <laughs> Maybe slightly. Yeah, well, I hope the PGA can like make some new stars, or, like mm-hmm. kind of like the um, the guy we were had been t- kind of touting Ludwig Aberg. He played in the Ryder Cup. Like he's like a, a next like big thing on the PGA Tour. Like now you have to worry like is he going to go to live? Like it's just it's just crazy, you know. Like these new you know young stars in the tour. Like it just who knows what's going to happen at this yeah. point. So. Um, it's just it it just sucks to see, but we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to the season starting, and um, you know we'll, we'll we'll catch up with it as 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 we go uh, yeah. in, the, in the coming months. Are you going to? Um, I know you sometimes go to the Genesis event in LA. Is that on the agenda or? Well, it's not on the agenda, but it'll come around because I'm sure people. Yeah, will, yeah, we're know. still a couple months away. But... Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it'll be yep. interesting. I think so. Um, well, John, this has been great. Thank you so much for hanging out for a little bit. Um, have a great holidays. Have a great holidays, and I'll see you around soon. Yeah, sounds good, Dave. We'll um, we'll have to reconvene maybe after the new year, and we can 
talk about the, like the NFL playoff race. We'll yep. have the national championship game set so we can talk about some bowl games. So yeah, it'll be a good time. Good times. Well, thank you again, John. Be safe and stay, you know, hope you don't get sick during the holidays. I know it's hard to do for any of us, but, uh, but yeah, cheers. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'll see yeah, you too. Uh, happy holidays, Dave. See Got ya. it. Take care, John. John in Connecticut, folks. Good times. Um, and yeah, I'll mirror that to all of you. Have a great rest of your, do enjoy the year. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, everybody. Um, and so I wish happy holidays from all of us at the Sandwich Corner to you. And uh, if you want to keep following us, um, I'll be over at the Sandwich Show on Twitch in just a few minutes. Um, if you're watching us live or um, if you aren't, if you're not watching us live, you can catch um, catch me over on Twitch uh, during the holiday break, too. It's an unusual move. I normally don't stream during the holiday break, but I'm going to try it this year and we'll see how it goes. But uh, we definitely will do a stream tonight. Um, or Wednesday night if you if you if you're listening to this after the fact, and to, to that I'll say good night for now. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed any part of it, we've got the replay on YouTube, and also you can catch our podcast over on wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify or Amazon Music, all of all of all the um, podcasting platforms. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll see you next time.